must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Welcome everyone, I'm your host Dan. As you've probably noticed, we have a brand new intro. We've been hinting towards it for a few episodes now and we really hope you enjoyed it. A special thank you to Drew for all of his help with the sound editing. Please check out Drew on all of his other podcasts and projects. Uh, He is on an F1 racing-centric podcast which you can follow on Twitter at OutlapF1 Podcast. They do a great job covering the world of F1 racing and all the different races and all the different dynamics going on with that sport. He also can be heard with me on a Chicago sports podcast called The 4D Experience, which you can follow on Twitter at 4D Experience 1. So again, Find Drew on Twitter at Outlap F1 Podcast, where he talks about F1 racing, and on Twitter at 4D Experience One to check out uh, me and him talking some Chicago sports. I also want to send a special shout out to our listeners in Belgium, Australia, Germany, and the UK. It's very cool that you guys are listening, and we are very thankful. Uh, we would like to hear from you, though. Please uh, engage with us on our Twitter and our Instagram. You can find us at Hogwarts Apod on either platform, same handle, either platform. Um, so again, thank you guys for listening. It's very cool that we're heard kind of across the world. That's awesome. Just please engage and interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, by the way, we have a chapter to discuss today, which is awesome. <laughs> we're starting book two, Chamber of Secrets. Uh, chapter one, The Worst Birthday. And Anna is kicking us off again. Hello! I'm so excited to be back for the first chapter of a new book. Yeah, I think it's, uh, as I was cracking open the book to start the read for the chapter, it was funny, because I've read these books over and over and over again. This is the first time that I got that excitement back. Aww, you know what I mean? so exciting. Like, oh my gosh. I saw the book and the book cover, and it's almost like I was reading it again for the first time. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, it I was a that. cool feeling that I got, and it was just like, oh my goodness, new book, new book art cover. I was excited about the table of contents, Anna. The table <laughs> of contents was exciting for me, okay? <laughs> um... I like to look ahead at the chip or whatever. Anyway. No, I, I go through the table of contents actually quite a bit. I don't know why. Um, Every time I start a new chapter, I just flip over and I'm like, okay, here are the chapters <laughs> where I'm at. It's great. I'm a nerd. But no, I got that new excitement of this is a new Harry Potter book. And there's a bunch of new events coming for Harry in this whole year. So it's um, even though Chamber of Secrets isn't my favorite book per se, um, I still got that excitement of like, I get to read a Harry Potter book again. This is great. So it was a cool, exciting feeling for me, I guess. Yeah, I can kind of really, I was cracking it open for my read and I was kind of like, I wonder what's going to stick out to me this time. Like after I reread A Sorcerer's Stone and new things popping out, I was kind of anticipating like, all right, what's it going to be with Chamber of Secrets? So yeah, it's, it's fun. 
Yeah, I liked it. Obviously, we do. if you're just joining us for the first time, we do a non-spoiler section and we do a spoiler section. So we'll do the non-spoilers first for anybody who's reading through the book uh, for the first time, uh, which is really cool, and I'm kind of jealous. I'm super <laughs> jealous. Oh my god. We've been talking in the last couple of episodes about trying to remember our first read-throughs and what that was like and some of our thoughts or emotions or whatever. And for these books, that was a long time ago. Ooh, let's not think <laughs> so, about it. Um, yeah, I mean, and for me, it was tough because I think they were assigned English class books. You um, actually got assigned to read yeah, the Harry Potter books? Yeah. Oh, your teachers were so much cooler the, than mine. The, the first two, I think, were assigned to us and we read through them as a class. So that also kind of hampered my, like, thought process because it was diced up and it was for class specifically. It wasn't just reading and enjoying the magic. Right. The third one, though, is where I kind of got to, I was like, no, I like this. Now I'm going to go out and read the third one. Well, that was also the best book, so, you know. For many reasons, Anna Mm -hmm. thinks that's the the best book. We'll get there. But, um, (laughs) or if you've joined some of our spoilers (laughs) discussions, you probably know why. Anyway, um, so this first chapter, uh, as with many first chapters in a Harry Potter book, kind of deals with Harry back at the Dursleys. Yeah. Um, And at the end of book one, he was excited for that prospect. (laughs) Um, Harry's such a little... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was uh, ready to pull some pranks on Dudley and uh, kind of use his newfound education to his advantage. (laughs) Uh, So he was looking forward to it. And then we fast forward, I guess, into the middle or late summer. And it's not that great of a summer. summer, Yeah, no. 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 The title of this chapter is The Worst Birthday, (laughs) which is a very depressing way to get the book started. It says so much, too, because, like, you and I talked a lot about about Harry's childhood just being child abuse. Yes. <laughs> but this is still his worst birthday? Like, that's so sad. Vernon, specifically, I feel like puts him through the ringer the most. Yeah. Especially uh, in this chapter. Yeah. I mean, Petunia's more of, like, a, a neglect <laughs> type of abuse. <laughs> yeah. Vernon's more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and Dudley kind of flits between. He never really, like... We haven't seen him really inflict a lot of damage at this point. Yeah, but we've been told about it. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, well, I think at some point, doesn't Dudley, like, come out of nowhere and say, like, I know what... Today is. Today is. Yeah. Which, at the that point, I'm like... And I know he's using it as a... Uh, no one's really got you anything kind of, like, mean thing. Right, but it still... I mean, he's a 12-year-old boy yeah. who still remembered Harry's birthday. Like, I feel like that says something. That's and what I, I thought, too. I kind of in my notes to maybe mention in the spoiler section. Because I, I feel like it does say something about Dudley and maybe Dudley's eventual growth. I, I thought that same thing. I was like, I know he's setting up to be mean, but also, though, <laughs> like, and maybe that's where we're at with the Dursleys, is that even a low-level insult is still like, well, that was kind of nice, right? <laughs> or does it say more about us that we're so desperately searching for, like, a little crumpet of goodness yeah. and these really terrible people? It's fair, yeah. <laughs> 
Harry still gets his moments, though, um, even unintentionally, as uh, I think they want to make him get up and get Dudley, like, more food or something like that, like, more bacon. Yeah, more or bacon. Um, and he says, well, you got to use the magic word, and everybody goes bananas. <laughs> like, everybody goes crazy bananas. for Bananas. Yes. Everybody goes crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, I meant please. <laughs> like, it's oh, you know, my favorite, favorite, favorite part about them going bonkers is, so JK does this kind of a lot in her writing. And it's one of my favorite things about her writing is she is not afraid to use all capitalization for like something that's really supposed to be, you know, coming on strong. And Vernon's statement of um i will not tolerate mention of your abnormality under this roof just because harry's looking for the word please like you're abnormal like i just i don't know so, why using the word please is therefore abnormal in this household <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it, there's a lot going on there is a lot going on yeah um so clearly harry has been using this ploy like he set up at the end of the last book of uh, saying a bunch of meaningless random hocus words. Hocus Pocus. That's my favorite. Hocus Pocus or whatever random words he could think of uh, that don't even honestly sound magic-y, but they still, whatever. To the Dursleys they do. Um, just the threat is phenomenal. Um, however, I, and I put this in there, um, one of the worst things Vernon has done, I think, uh, he locked up. He put a, a like an actual padlock on Hedwig. on Hedwig and caged a snowy owl. That's just that ain't right. It is that ain't right. I I feel like um, I mean it is a terrible thing, and it kind of makes me wonder if you know like the Wizarding World has a version of PETA, but also, I mean, all right, so. In your notes for the show, you didn't just say one of the worst things. You said, I said the like, worst thing. The worst thing. The worst thing. It's a terrible thing. I, I don't want to come as strongly at you as I wanted to after reading your notes by you <laughs> saying it's one of the worst things. Because, again, rampant child, child abuse. abuse and child endangerment. Yeah. Yes. Uh, understanding. <laughs> I understand that. It's just when I read this specifically, I was like, Vernon, gosh, da, you know, like, come on now. No, it's true. Especially Hedwig, like Harry's first friend. Also, just, and uh, make fun of me all the time for doing this because I'm a Ravenclaw, so I think more logically. All right, bring it on. <laughs> it's like, isn't that counterintuitive, locking up an owl, that it's now nothing but in your house, and it's going to squawk, and it's going to make noise, and it's going to be upset for being there. Let it out. But I don't <laughs> like... think Vernon's... Like, reason for locking it up is his annoyance with the owl. I think it's his fear, fear yeah, of right. people seeing the owl and being like, well, why did the Dursleys have a snowy owl coming in and out of their Not house? Not even that. It's just the messages that he can get to and from. with Because obviously he's familiar with owls bringing messages. <laughs> he's got a little PTSD with <laughs> owls bringing in notes. No post on Sundays. So, and I... And we've had a, a debate, a low-level debate, uh, fun back and forth, let's say, about how um, the Dursleys remembered to bring Harry a birthday, or no, a Christmas present last year. Oh. And in my head, I just have an owl just repeatedly <laughs> knocking on the window or the door until I, oh, yeah. like they give something. Oh, yeah. 
um, which is fun for me to imagine. But um, so yes, clear PTSD with owls. You do not like them. Um, but still, I'm like, you can't cage Hedwig. Come on, that's 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 cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> but, uh, no, I reacted very poorly reading that this time. Well, like, and come it's on. Even- Cruel and unusual punishment for Harry, which Vernon probably mm. doesn't know this, but Harry doesn't even have a way of communicating and finding out why Ron and Hermione aren't communicating with him. And like that's so sad. You know, so Harry's gotta put up with a very angry Hedwig. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Touche. It's a tough way. Like I get Hedwig's had like a full year to kind of do whatever she wants. Yes. But uh, still, they're still in their early, relative early stages of building a relationship. And now she's stuck in a cage for like a whole summer. I can't imagine she's happy with Harry either. That's true. That's true. Um, so there's that. Um, if you came here for your Harry Hedwig kind of uh, character relationships, there you go. There's your insight. Uh, they're not doing well this summer. Um. But as we get a kind of a look at the Dursley family dynamic a little bit, yeah, in this yeah. chapter as they're planning their big like get together that night, and Vernon like assigns different roles to everybody. That he, they've clearly already set up this game plan, mm-hmm. and now it's just like, a, okay, let's review one more time. Like, how long have they been reviewing? I'd love to know. I love how. You know, they set up Petunia, and Petunia's very happy about her role, and Dudley's very enthusiastic about his role, shockingly. Mm. Um, but I love how they've even included Harry on the plan-making by, like, oh. Harry, what's your role in this? And then he's just like, you can, I can feel Harry just respond with, like, go up to my room and not make a sound, pretend like I don't exist kind of thing. I'm like, I oh, like- man. For him to have to act that way on his birthday, again, it's just, it's so, ugh, I hate the Dursleys. They're yeah. so cruel in ways, in meaning, like, throwaway ways that they don't even realize they're being cruel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, as I'm reading through this, Dudley comes up with the <laughs> line, uh, or it was, what was it? Vernon was thinking of something to like compliment them on or make to, them like, feel good. All ideas for how to get some compliments yeah. in at dinner. And yeah. Dudley's suggestion is: I'm writing a paper at school <laughs> about who my hero is, and I chose you, Mister Mason. And Harry dives under the table to laugh, and I'm just thinking, who reading this does not have that same reaction after yeah. reading what Dudley just came up with? If I were Harry, I don't think I would have been able to keep it inside. Like, my laugh would have just come out. Just If you were the Masons, would you just completely think that's 100% just absurdity? Oh, Absolutely. If I were the Masons, I would be sitting there thinking... Really? I've right, never met you, kid. <laughs> family is just clearly trying to kiss our butts. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yep. Um, so that whole line, that whole line of thinking just made me laugh. Because Petunia's, like, breaking out into tears. Like, oh, I can't believe my whatever son. I don't I don't even want to utter that Dudleykins thing <laughs> from before or whatever. Um, Did you daddy come? <laughs> yeah, that. Um, You're welcome. But I, I just can't get over that family. I just can't. It's ridiculous. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, they also end on a massive cliffhanger. They do, they do. Which, for an early chapter, I can't really recall an early chapter that ends with such a cliffhanger of like... I mean, obviously Sorcerer Stone didn't. Right. It just ends on such a, wow, I need to flip this page yeah. right now to see who is sitting on Harry's bed or whatever, however they specifically ended it. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a catcher of a, and to a, honestly, to a relatively mild chapter. It's it's essentially a summary chapter. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. a lot of exposition of just like, Here's what Harry went through last year, and here's all of the craziness, and then we're catching you up, and now. Remember how the magical world works? Yeah. Okay. Enter plots. <laughs> right. It's like, and now we're kicking off now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so to a revolu- uh, relatively, like, I don't want to say eh chapter, it was a good chapter, but yeah. um, like just a mild, nothing really happening chapter, and then you just drop that in. I think it's a testament to JK of like, I know I'm putting a lot of catch up in here. Let's yeah. now get it going. But I don't know. What do you think of the? Well, all I could really think of was like, it is a catch up chapter. It is a very summary chapter. And all I could think was the fact that it's a summary ch- catch up chapter is probably the only reason I was able to read this book first. And I, I think I talked about this in one of the first episodes oh, you had me on. That's right. I, read I forgot about that. The first two books out of order. This is the book I read first, which I probably would not have been able to do if JK didn't give me a quick catch up on Sorcerer's Stone. But um, she so wrote I guess this book I just you, like <laughs> she wrote it for you. Obviously, but yeah, I think I just read that chapter and feel a sense of gratitude even nowadays. <laughs> Gratitude? Not a feeling I had while reading this chapter, but there you go, you know, to each their own. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, that's why I have guests on, to give alternate <laughs> points of view. Anyway, um, that's pretty much the, the the chapter in a nutshell. We will go into some spoilers and some other things here in a second, so enjoy this wonderful break that we have for you. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Amazing! This is just like all right, so we are back from break. We really hope you enjoyed that new break that we have. Uh, as we're sitting here, Anna has not yet heard said break sound. I swear he's just trying to tease me. I'm, like, really anxious to hear it. Yeah, I think she's really going to like it. Hopefully you guys liked it, too. Let us know if you if uh, you did or you didn't, whatever. Um, I'm really just wanting it, at least on this one episode, just so Anna can hear it. But anyway, <laughs> um, we'll get back into the spoilers. And uh, so we talked a lot about the Dursleys and their treatment of Harry. Uh, we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. And I just wonder, their extreme aversion to magic, like their hatred of magic. And I get it. Petunia's got a history of it. She knows it because of her sister, obviously. So she's got her biases towards magic. She's, you could argue she's jealous of Lily. She just oh, yeah, definitely. hates whatever. Lots of insecurities. Here's my thing, though. Uh, and Vernon, I, I don't know. Like, I get that this family has been literally painted as the most normal, the most boring, yes. the most 
They're held up specifically to be that, the epitome of the norm. Right. And obviously, magic is very much not that. Get it. That's that's fine. That's cool. But what I'm saying is, for, for Petunia specifically, and I get to each their own. People have different reactions to different things, and people have emotions, and I get it. But if it were me, and I had a sibling that was magical, wouldn't that also be kind of cool? Like, yeah, I get it. As a kid, I would also have, like, my jealousies. I, I get that. But also, it'd be kind of cool, <laughs> like, wouldn't it? I mean, I think that's a testament to you. I would also find it very cool to have a sibling who could do magic. I would want them to do magic for me all the time. Yeah. But I just don't think that's who Petunia is. As a, yeah, as She's a person. She's a jealous person. Then she met Vernon, who just, you know... Do you think she met Vernon specifically because she wanted something uber normal? Yeah, absolutely. She and wanted like to go the furthest away. Instead of like, you know, I feel like relationships are supposed to like grow and bring out the best in you. And Vernon would specifically grow and bring out like her jealousies and her, you know, wanting to be normal and opposite of Lily because Lily was everything she couldn't be. How much do you think Petunia's told Vernon? She's had to tell him. Especially when a kid gets dropped off at the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, okay. Uh, I get to use some more of my James Potter knowledge. Uh, All right, so it is specific. My bad, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't even. This is this is actually, like, a valid point. All right, so it's in Wizarding World canon that um, Lily and James were not invited to... Okay. Either Lily was not invited to stand up or they just flat out weren't invited to the wedding because James and Vernon were introduced and James played a magical prank on Vernon. That's right. And made him look like, oh, it's <laughs> about right. Potter. Like, that is James Potter to a T. But so, like, if James was already playing magical pranks on Vernon and, like, Vernon was just mad at James and just, like, didn't like him and just, like, held on to the prank. But Vernon, it's clear as you read, like, the story in Wizarding World, Vernon knew about magic already. So I think, you know, maybe when they got engaged, maybe when she decided, you know, like, I'm going to throw my cap at this Hey, meet my sister, by the way. She's a little different, which I guess is, that would track of how Petunia would describe them is, like, they're different. Yeah. Um, As far as we know, though, the Evans, Lily's parents, were supportive of yes. Lily yeah. um, and her endeavors. So Petunia's just kind of the odd one out, born from jealousy? Well, maybe that made her jealousy worse, that her parents were supportive of Lily and probably really proud of Lily and her magic. And do we know of anything that Petunia did that there was to be proud of? Uh, not to be mean, but um, you could have gotten some grades. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> I know. I don't really know either. But well, and it's not like Petunia was ever given the chance to like heal any of those childhood wounds either. You know, like I believe. I don't know that we know how they die, but I believe it's clear their parents died. Lily died before she could put any of that to rest. I don't know. 
that like there's so many advantages to having that in your family. But does Petunia look at it that way? I, I mean, oh, absolutely not. Obviously not. Well, because but it's like, I mean, in her mind, magic never brought anything to her family but pain. I mean, you know, it, through this wedge between her and her sister, she didn't like Snape who is Lily's best friend after she finds out she's magical. You're kind of right on that one, though, For at least for the majority of it. We can have that debate, too. But yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. She's right about that one. But, and well, and then, as far as she knows, magic is what kills her sister. So, I mean, like, why would Petunia think magic is a good thing at that point? You know, where she is as she's raising Harry. Magic saddled her with this baby boy that she needs to bring out. Makes you wonder how many, like, muggle families that have Mm -hmm. a kid born with those abilities, how many of them do kind of uh, reject it? That's, wow, that is a thought right there. I mean, it's something we don't really ever get. Yeah. But like it has to happen. Them. You know it has to happen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, For the same reasons. Hermione's parents decided, you know, like, right. no, we can't do this. Like, which, is there some wizarding world place that Hermione could have gone to live if she got kicked out of her parents' home? And think about it. I think we have talked about this in book one, too. Oh, when we were talking about, like, how Muggleborns are first, like, do somebody come and talk to their parents to explain this world to them? Or, like, how are they told? We did talk about that. You're right. But what kind of secrets they then have to keep from their family? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's say Hermione's parents. Where does that line of secrecy end? Them? Grandparents? Yeah. Aunts and uncles? Where are we drawing a line of, like, who can and who can't know about this? Well, Aunt Marge couldn't know from about Harry. like They I also didn't even, want to well, specifically. Yeah, they didn't want to. But I also get the impression she wasn't supposed to. Like, the Ministry of Magic erased her mad, her memory after... She also got blown up. Yeah. But, you know, they fixed <laughs> I would her. also want my memory erased of me being blown up and flying across London. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Just float across London. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, no, I'm just wondering, like, there are obviously some advantages if you put a positive spin yeah. on having magic in your mostly muggle family. Yeah. It could be advantageous in a lot of different ways. Maybe not financially or whatever, or maybe it can be, depending on what that person goes off and does in the magical world. For sure. <laughs> whatever. Um, but a little around the house, things could maybe be a little bit easier. True. <laughs> things like that. But, um, so it just strikes me as like, wow, the Dursleys are not just against magic. They are hardcore against magic and even literally the magic word being uttered yeah. is well, a problem. Again, plot point. Like, sure. we need some sort of foil to sure. the wizarding magical world. But, no, agreed. It is extreme. I uh, I always think like, well, and you had the point and the non-spoilers about Dudley and his happy birthday, and mm-hmm. we're I like, how much Dudley could have been more accepting and like relationship brotherhood with Harry if it hadn't been for Vernon and Petunia? Probably a lot more, because I think he would see the advantages 
to that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, maybe a negative mindset towards it of like, I can use this for specifically this, this, or this. Not just like, oh, you can make fireworks fly out. Like, that's cool. You know, that's entertaining or whatever. Um, either way. a bit of a bully way. Sure, probably. But I, I think he'd be for it. Well, I think he'd be for it. But I also think, like, it would change as Dudley grows. Like, I started kind of talking about this in the non-spoilers, but didn't want to spoil anything, obviously. Like, Dudley, so, like, okay, I made the point. He's a 12-year-old boy who remembered his cousin's birthday. I think that's unusual. So, like, I think Harry means something to him. And then, by the end of the seventh book, Dudley is leaving cups of tea outside of Harry's door. Dudley is concerned about what's going to happen to Harry and why he's not being protected, why he's going off to fight this magical world. And then, if you read, you know, what J.K. released as information post-Dudley Hallows, you find out Dudley ends up having a daughter who's a witch. And that him and Harry stay in contact. And, like, I think if Dudley had been given the chance, he would have been open to, like you said, magic. And, yes, it probably would have started out in a negative way. But as he grew up, I think it could have been much more positive. I think if you just isolate, like you said, if you take Petunia and Vernon out of the equation, mm-hmm. and it's specifically just Dudley and Harry, I think there is a natural older brother, younger brother relationship there. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they, Dudley as a bigger, older brother will bully him a little bit, tease him a little bit, so on and so forth. I feel and like Harry that's more, gives and Harry gives it right back. He gets yes. sometimes. But yeah. it's never, it's usually never crossing a specific line where Vernon crosses the lines. Yes. And yeah. Petunia can cross lines. I don't think this is ever really not that I can think of, at least right now, crossing any specific lines where, like, Dudley went, like, way too far here. Yeah. Sometimes I imagine him going too far with the small thing stick. Maybe. But, um, again, I feel like that is... He's a product of his environment. I think Harry also, at points, brings up, like, Dudley is at his worst when he's, A, around Vernon... And mm-hmm. Petunia. And yeah. B, when he's around his red face friend. Yeah. <laughs> and other, uh, once you start branching out into others in Dudley's uh, atmosphere, then, then it starts to get a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, which says a lot about the environment that they, he grew up in. But It does. Um, but you, you, I think you see that towards the end when Dudley's more of an adult to make his own decisions. Not an adult, but getting there. Well, and I think the Dementor attack also had sure. a big effect, which that we can probably save for when we get to Order of the Phoenix. But I think that had a big part to play in his growth, too. I think it's like, outside of Hagrid giving him the pigtail, uh, <laughs> Harry's never really, other than picking at him a couple of times and making him feel very uncomfortable with, with magic... <laughs> Other than that, Harry's never really done anything to overtly deserve scorn. Or like, no. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you made fun of me a couple of times, you made me feel dumb, or you made me feel, uh, you know, scared because of right. whatever magic thing you might do to me, whatever, which he never really does. No. Ever. Well, because Harry is inherently not a mean person. Right. I mean, even his worst enemy, Draco Malfoy. The only time he does any actual harm to Malfoy is accidental. That was one big time, though. Oh, no, it's a horrible time. That was a big time. That was, like, 
Okay, only time I will say yeah. thank God for Snape. Yeah. But, we, yeah. We'll get there, too. But, it, yeah. So, I think Dudley looks back on it and is like, well, wait, was Harry ever so bad? Why are we making out yeah. him to be, like, some evil thing? Is yeah. he that evil? I don't see it. He's never really done anything to me. I've always done something to him. Yeah. And he's retaliated, but that's really me starting it. So, yeah. what are we talking about? And I think... Dudley eventually comes to that realization, but we could talk more about all that yeah. <laughs> down the road as well. The one other thing I had in my notes for spoilers was this is like branching far away from the Dursleys. This is very Harry-centric. Okay. But there's one kind of almost throwaway line in her little summary portion talking about, you know, the end of Sorcerer's Stone and his encounter with Voldemort. That he starts talking about how he's been having dreams and waking up in cold ah, sweats yes. and um, just reliving his encounter with Voldemort. And it just really struck me in this moment, probably not for the first time, but it felt like for the first time, like, holy cow, Harry Potter, PTSD. Like, just a new thing that he lives through at the end of every single book that just, like... How does this poor boy, like, does anybody ever really address, yes, we always get the end of chapter summary, let's talk about what happened stuff with Dumbledore. Does anybody ever give Harry some, like, are you okay, love? Like, I don't know that they do. Okay, there's a lot of different <laughs> ways to go here. Um, I think Harry, Harry probably needs a very long, very regimented round of therapy just for his pre-Hogwarts Dursley yeah. life. Yeah. Probably needs a long round just for having his parents <laughs> murdered, which he vaguely remembers. Yeah. Just pre-Hogwarts. There's a lot there that, that needs some needs attention. Yeah. Um, which, and we've given a lot of heat to Dumbledore in the first book. I gave a lot of heat to Dumbledore in the first yes, book. And, but, but that's part of it, is like, you know what he has yeah. been through. And I know you, you kind of need to maybe give him something. Like, a, I don't even know how to phrase that. It's like, at least just ask him, like, hey, how are you doing here? Right. And, and, I, and Hagrid, I guess, fills that role the most of like, yeah. that caring, like, protective. How are you doing at Hogwarts? How was your first week? Well, was really serious, definitely. I oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I guess Hagrid, I, I guess Hagrid does fill that role early on of like, hey, how was your classes? Yeah. How did this go? How did, you know, how was your day? Whatever. I guess he kind of fills that role, which is great. So I guess yeah, Harry does have that. Yeah, a little bit better. You're right. So, yeah. I think that's just who Hagrid is. Yeah, I like, think so. They formed that bond, Hagrid and Harry. And Harry so. and Hagrid had been there from the yeah. literal beginning. So that relationship is natural. And I, I guess he kind of fills that role for the whole series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, series comes in and, and helps as well. And Lupin and yeah. all of them in some form or fashion. And the, the Weasleys, my God. I was just going to say the Weasleys, <laughs> Molly. That goes without saying. But obviously the Weasleys play mm -hmm. a massive part in kind of Harry's mental and emotional I don't even want to say recovery because it just gets reset almost every year, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, um, 
Cursed Child is officially canon, and people feel all types of ways about yes. it. I know you haven't read it, or but and I've I, read it. I haven't seen the play. You've seen the play. Oh, I didn't think you had even read it. No, I haven't okay. read it. Well, so the only thing that I will give credit to Cursed Child for is it. I feel like it's the first time they really Harry's mental health and like what his trauma that he lived through all his life is just tackled head on in Cursed Child. And I think bringing it back to the Weasleys, Ginny really shines in Cursed Child that she is the one that, you know, Harry really leans on when all of his past traumas come to the forefront. And Gron and Hermione obviously are still there, but Ginny, you know, yay, he found a good wife. Yeah, I, I think that tracks... Uh, with JK's history of presenting strong female characters. Yeah, definitely. That can shoulder their own trauma and can shoulder the weight and all of the other things that go on. This idea that a male character or a man in general has to shoulder everything and just Mm -hmm. be like the one to carry all of the load doesn't have to be the case, which is, it's a big thing. Um, and Harry definitely tries to be that male person. Oh, 100% he tries to shoulder everything. Series, yeah. I mean, that there's several major plot points with that exact as the, the core <laughs> of it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> my thought is, and this is, you know, as I get older, my mom coming out in me, but what my mom always said throughout my entire, like, us reading these books for the first time was that she just wanted... To love Harry. She just wanted to be Harry's mom and love him. And I think at the end of the day, that's probably what Harry needed the most as he went through all of his different traumas. Yeah, I mean, just the first book alone, if we're just sticking to the first book, uh, that's a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. to go through. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, he risked death alone, just in the first book alone, at least one... Two, if you want to consider, if you want to consider like him playing Quidditch as a first year, uh, mm-hmm. a dangerous proposition, um, you could throw in Quidditch as a first year. Oh. But he probably risked death one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> like seven times maybe in the first book alone. Each one of the trials was risking death at yes. the end, yes. and that's six right there. Yep. Plus quirrell at the end that would be seven so that's seven just in a a one chapter span of the book so it's like not even talking about risking his life just coming face to face with the murder of your parents (laughs) okay there's a whole there's a whole year of (laughs) therapy just in like one moment yeah um yes you're right dumbledore just kind of glosses over and it's just like no I get that that not, might not have been a big thing for you, but for <laughs> this kid, it's a lot. Okay. It's a lot to handle. So I think basically what the two of us are saying is we both support therapy. We do, yes. Yes, especially when it's needed like this. Um, but to your point, yeah, after after seven books of this, my goodness. Yeah. Just the, like the third, the third book is a lot for a lot of different reasons. The fourth book's a lot for a lot of different reasons. Fifth book's a lot. Which is probably why <sighs> by fifth book we get emo Harry. <laughs> Which 
And you see bits and pieces of emo Harry th- th- throughout. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. already there. And he never quite disappears. Yeah. No. Fifth, he becomes <laughs> full-blown. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, it's okay. I'm waiting for someone to rock the emo Harry look at, like, a Comic-Con with, like, hair swept over. <gasps> some eyeliner. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's been a thing, but, you know. <laughs> When everybody feels comfortable going to Comic-Cons again, somebody should rock that. Anyway, um, I think that's pretty much all we got for for this spoiler. That's a lot. We said a lot for the first chapter. We did. But yeah, uh, there is a trivia competition coming up very, very soon. Um, As you know, we're very big trivia fans on on this (laughs) podcast. We actually looked to see if we could still make it onto the show before we realized it was all finished recording. Uh, we were very offended that we did not get an invite. Oh, I'm so angry still. Very offended. So we're still trying to figure out, uh, we're going to try to do something. Uh, I believe it's the 28th of November. Um, is the first episode. Is the first episode. So we're going to try to figure out something to do podcast related for this. Whether that's recording throughout the episode, pausing for certain questions if we can, something like that. Like we'll, we should bring in our Instagram somehow. Live streaming it on Instagram's possibility. Some, something. We're thinking of something. But we'll put out a poll on our Twitter uh, with some ideas. Let us know what you think. Uh, we might put the poll on Instagram too because we could do that now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so whether you're following us on Instagram or on Twitter, uh, it's the same, at Hogwarts of Pod. We were very lucky with that. Um, so let us know. Let us uh, know what you think might be kind of fun to listen to or watch or whatever during the trivia competition. And I'm hyped for it. So oh, I'm so excited. I wish we need a Slytherin, though, because we have like all of the houses kind of represented except for Slytherin on this podcast. Yeah. We need to figure that out. Uh, check out the trivia. Um, I still think I should have gotten the full point for Wednesday night. But anyway. Never. <sighs> For me, you can find me on my Twitter at Daniel underscore Allen 44. Uh, you can find Anna in the comment section of oh, our Twitter. Yeah. Um, she'll be there a lot uh, after every episode. So. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed kind of the revamped version of this for Chamber Secrets. We're super excited going forward. We're hoping to grow it. So make sure you follow us. Make sure you join in the conversation and uh, catch you on the next one. See you later. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts a Pod.